What's happening, Reron Nation? Welcome to a sales meeting. Always excited to be spending time with you, whether it's this or or you're tuning in to an interview, or maybe you're uh, maybe you're listening to me ramble with a guest. Uh, it's just fun to have you here. So I, you hear me say it all the time, but thank you as always. I'm grateful for you. So I want to give you permission to do a little less. You may recall a conversation we had a couple weeks ago with Fortunes not in the follow-up. And the reality is that follow-up is still important. But if we do our front-end filtering with stronger calls to action and our lead generation efforts and all that stuff, then in reality, you don't even have to do as much follow-up because you've done uh, more filtering on the front-end, right? So it's kind of the idea of maybe less is more. If you haven't listened to that episode, go check it out. Um, but... I want you to think about less is more when it comes to lead generation too. There's this strange idea out there taught by many coaches, by the way, and and there's, there's more than one way to skin the cat. I'm not saying my way is the only way, but I want, I want you to think about how overwhelming it is when you're told to be the master of all, right? I like to, I like to think of it like this. I would rather, be the master of a few things. I don't want to be the jack of all trades and the master of none, right? I want to be incredible at a few things. If I'm constantly putting my time into 20 different ways to lead generate, then I'm probably not really committed to any of them at the level I need to be in order to determine if the methods I'm using for lead generation are ultimately impactful or not. It's interesting if you think about how a marketing company, let's let's back into this maybe a different way. If you think about how a marketing company works, you could say, okay, well, I only want to spend, you know, 10 bucks a week on social media ads because I just don't have a big budget. And that marketing company might say, okay, well, we can limp along like that, but it's going to take you like 95 years to figure out if what you're doing works or not because I just don't have the ability to put you in front of many people for the 10 bucks versus saying, well, what's your budget for the whole year, right? Okay. It's 500 bucks or a thousand bucks, whatever it is. Right. And I say, all right, well, let's do this. Why don't we spend that whole thousand dollars? Let's just spend all of that. Like in the next two or three days, I want you to fail or be successful really fast because that's, what's going to give us the feedback to determine what to do. I see oftentimes people will be trying to do door knocking and cold calling and geographical farming and events and social media ads and YouTube channels and other kinds of digital work and social media groups um, and direct mail and voicemail drops. I mean, you see where I'm going with all this? At some point, we get into a position where we've literally got 20 different things that we're doing, but how many doors can you really knock on? How many calls can you really make? How many mail pieces can you really send out? Like, How how many of the thing can you do if you're doing 20 of them at one time? I know we, we convince ourselves that this is a game of being in front of the most people and talking to everybody. But I disagree because I think this is a game of being in front of the right people and understanding how to identify a niche 
how to uh, to be okay with the fact that you've segmented an audience and done some research and determined that this is the group that I'm going after and here's the exact method I'm going to use to reach those people. See, if I commit more money, time, and attention faster to lesser things, then I have an opportunity to determine which of those things could be successful or fail faster. If I'm doing 20 things a day versus three things a day, the person doing 20 things a day is spread out. They have less time to do each of the things, less time experimenting and getting feedback and results from each of the activities and actions that they take. If I only do three things each day, but those are the three things that I really commit myself to, think about how much faster I receive feedback on my efforts. So if I have to spend a whole year determining if 20 different strategies work versus I could spend one month figuring out if three strategies work, right? Because I didn't have to divide my time over as many things, then I can really start hammering down by putting volume, whether that volume is money, time, energy, whatever it is, I can put a volume of me into lesser things so I'm really committed and I can more quickly figure out what's working and what's not. Are you following me? If that didn't make sense, I want you to pause this. I want you to rewind it, and then I want you to listen to that again. It made sense upstairs to me. Or, of course, you can email me, james at reraw.com. I want to give you permission to do less because I think in trying to figure out more stuff at one time, we often jump into that mode of like paralysis by over-analysis. We, we overwhelm ourselves with the, the daunting tasks in front of us, and we think to ourselves, my goodness, like I have to research 37 different things that I've got to figure out how to do. What's the best way to do an open house? Which doors do I have to knock on? What type of letter should I be sending out? Oh, but I have to do geographical farming. And what about the door drops? And what about the, the skywriter? And what about the, like all the stuff? So take a deep breath. And what I want you to consider, if you're doing more than three, maybe four different types of lead generation, I want you to really step back for a moment and think about what are the most fruitful forms of lead generation that you do and or what are the three or four lead gen strategies that you are most committed to and can actually afford doing. Does it make sense if you're like, well, I'm going to be really committed to direct mail. I just can't spend the money on any of it, right? Okay, well, that's probably a really shitty idea then. So I want you to think about what is the best three, maybe four lead generation strategies that suit your personality, that are in alignment with your ethics and your morals and the way that you like to conduct business. I want you to think about that. And then I want you to deploy those three or four strategies like hardcore. I want you to go really, really hard at those three or four things. 
for me, I'll give you an example. And mine have been this way for a few years now because I hit my stride and I just, I get it. But open houses, social media, and direct mail are my three. And I know with my three things, I can really be firing on all cylinders and commit to those three things and have a really nicely lubricated machine. What do they call it? A fine-tuned or a, fi- a well-oiled machine working. Those are the three things that have just like stayed true to helping me be impactful in business. And within each of those, I have you know little niche areas that I like to spend my attention or audiences that I like to spend my time targeting. But open houses, social media, and direct mail. Now, could I go do all the other things and have you know 30 other things that I'm working on? Of course I could. But you know what I wouldn't be able to do really, really well? If I was doing 20 different things, I wouldn't be able to do the three things that are working really, really well. I wouldn't be able to do those really well because I'd be too thin spread. Now you might say, well, James, that sucks because you know I don't want to put all my eggs in one basket. Well, I'm not asking you to. I'm asking you to put your eggs in maybe three, maybe four baskets, right? But what I want you to do is spend your time figuring out which of those three or four things work best. And if, you, if you're doing three different types of lead gen, so let's say I'm doing open houses, social media, and direct mail, and I find after a few months that social media is just not turning the results that I want, then guess what I can do? I can fill something else into social media, right? I could say, all right, well, then I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to start hosting events. You know, I'm going to start doing community events. I'm going to start doing, you know, a YouTube channel, like whatever, right? All of a sudden I can go, okay, well, I noticed that this one strategy wasn't working, so I'm going to replace it with something else. It's hard for me to really know what's working well if I have all these things happening all at one time. I know there's this idea that we've got to be firing on all cylinders all the time. You know, there's other coaches, like I said, that'll be like, nope, there's 36 different ways that you should be generating leads and you need to be the, the best at all of them. Nope, not interested. Now, is it bad if you can manage that? No. I mean, maybe you get to the point where you've got your three, you know, fine-tuned lead generation tactics that work really well and that stuff's on autopilot. Or maybe you hired an assistant and they're doing all the, all the work on those three types of lead gen for you and that's perfectly fine. So you decide to add a fourth and a fifth and a sixth and that's perfectly fine. But it's really challenging when you're starting your business out or when you're kind of getting calibrated, if you will, and you've got, you know, 36 moving parts. Less moving parts allows you to figure out which ones work and which ones are broken sooner so that you can be more effective and impactful. See where I'm going? So I want you to pay attention to how many different things you're you're working on to generate leads. Now, and, and if you're doing more than four at the most, I, I want you to scale it back a little bit. And it's not that I want you to scale back your efforts. I just want you to scale back the number of things that you're putting effort into so that you can really put effort into a few things with greater levels of energy and attention to determine what's working best and what's not working at all. Now, some of you have been listening to the podcast or you know, throw back to when we started in 2018 and you're thinking to yourself, well, some of this sounds a little familiar, James. 
Well, the part that might sound a little familiar is this is the time of year where we're evaluating our businesses. We're, we're starting to set our goals. Actually, you should already be setting your goals and have your numbers in alignment for 2022, 20, you know, the next year. So if you listen to this later, it could be whatever, but we're in 2021 right now. It's October of 2021. So this will air in November or late October of 2021. And this is the time of year, that fourth quarter, early in the fourth quarter is that time of year that we're, we're setting our goals. We're getting our finances in alignment. We're figuring out what actions did work and didn't work. By doing less actions at a time, it's easier to fail faster at stuff that's not going to work and succeed faster at stuff that is, and then have a way to just, to, to just go, you know what? All right, cool. This worked really well. Keep doing that next year. This didn't work well. Screw it. Get rid of it. Before you get rid of a strategy not working, though, you have to ask yourself, is the strategy not working because the strategy itself doesn't work or because I'm not working the strategy? It's hard to know and, and it's hard to give yourself credit for really working a strategy that may not be going all that well, could be kind of failing. It's hard for you to sit there and say that it's not working because the strategy sucks when you're doing like 36 different things. If you're only working three, maybe four strategies at a time, and one of them is not working after a couple months, you can look at that and go, gosh, if I've been putting a lot of attention and time and energy into this because there's only three things that I'm working on to generate leads, I mean, I'm not distracted with a bajillion different things. These are like the only three things I do to generate leads. Then you start quickly finding out what you should and shouldn't be spending time on. The other thing I want you to think about as you go through this exercise is, let's say um, let's say social media is a good example here. Let's say social media is something that's working really well right now. And two years from now, it's just not working well for you anymore. You're doing the same thing you've always done, but it's just not firing off on uh, the way that it used to be. Well, that's okay. You have to take into consideration the climate, the market, the surrounding circumstances for what was making it work. How was social media operating at that time? You know, what were the restrictions? Did anything particularly change with targeting laws and the way that we we leverage the 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 deal uh, did the algorithm. You know how how were the algorithms uh, impacted? You know these are things you can read about, and then you can document that and try it again in the future. Just because it stops working for one period of time doesn't mean it'll never work again. But I like to keep track of stuff that worked during different times. Like for example, we know when everybody was on lockdown and all that stuff. I mean, people had more success with Zoom videos than they'd ever had before. Uh, right. So zoom, you know, video walkthroughs and zoom meetings and zoom listing appointments and all the, you know, whatever the video FaceTime appointments, all that stuff. But now that things open back up again, people go, well, it's not that that thing doesn't work. I just don't necessarily need to do it the way that I was doing before because I can be face to face again or whatever. Right. So make sure you're paying attention, not only to what's working, but why do you think it's working? What is it, What kind of market is it? Is it a seller market? Is it a buyer market, right? If something changes, the strategy no longer works, that's fine. Fill in with something else, but make a note. This is the type of environment. This is the type of market that this strategy worked well in, right? Those are things we really got to pay attention to.
So you have permission to do less. It's like, um, uh, I'm trying to think of the, it, it. I'm thinking of the movie, uh, angels in the outfield. And the guy's name is ranch wilder, the voice of the angels. Right. And I think he says, uh, he always cuts that guy off the other commentator, or whatever. The other guy would jump in and be like, yeah, here's a great thing about the stats and blah, 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 blah. And then Ranch Wilder will shut him off and be like, remember, less is more. (laughs) And that's not always the case. But right now, I think that less lead generation strategies deployed at one time yields more feedback faster, will give you results faster or failure faster so that you can make decisions faster so that you can move forward with what is most successful and impactful for your business faster. Less is more. More energy, attention, potentially money, time will be spent on these strategies, but you'll be doing less strategies, uh, which allows you to put more into them. Okay. I don't know how else to say it. I think we covered it. So that's all I got. <clears throat> Excuse me. Apparently I'm trying not to die. Had to take a little breather there for a second. My goodness. I had to pause that recording so I could go grab some water. Apologize about that. And that's life, you know. That's real estate raw. Sometimes we don't get to pick the things uh, that happen, so we just roll with it. And that's why I try not to really edit these too much, if at all. So that's where I'm going to leave you. You've got a lot to think about. What's working? What's not working? Are the things that aren't working not working because the strategy sucks or because you're just not working? If you have any questions, you can reach out to me, james at reraw.com, just like it sounds, R-E-R-A-W.com. So james at reraw.com. Hit me up. Throw, uh, Throw the stuff that you're doing at me. Let me know what is working well for you. What's not working well for you. Let's keep in touch about it. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, feedback, something interesting you want my opinion on or want me to jam on in a ramble session or a topic you want to discuss at greater lengths in a sales meeting, let me know. We can put it into the recording schedule and gosh, I'll see if I know anything about it. Otherwise, check out reraw.com. There's all kinds of great resources on there. Both, uh, you know, some require your investment. Others only require your time. But lots of great opportunities on there. And you're going to want to make sure that you um, are a frequent visitor to that site so you don't miss out on opportunities as they become available. So reraw.com. All right. Have a fantastic week. Fantastic weekend. Get some sales. Thanks again for being here. I'm grateful for you. Remember something. Real agents work. Make sure you are one of them.